Here she is. <laughs> Should have known. <laughs> Got to document everything, just in case some of the magic spills out, you know. Mm. Um, do you want to do your vocal warm-ups? Bumblebee, bumblebee, bumblebee. <laughs> la 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 la. Perfect. We're ready to go now. This will be our first female guest. Wonderful. It's about time, isn't it? It is. It'll be great. We've been discussing our plan of attack. Really? Because it sounds like you've been doing vocal warm-ups. <laughs> we sure have. Ah, oh, I actually brought a gift. What? Did you? You can't come to a house empty-handed. Oh, oh, how kind. Oh my god. How the heck? I'm hoping that we can eat this together. <laughs> oh my goodness. Do you have these in um, LA? Oh, they have lots of terrible things there. Oh. Um, and by terrible, I mean delicious. Oh. You're kind of like a, you're, you're a sweet tooth, aren't you? Yeah, like a, it's a, it's a sickness, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really. Um, hey, well, we're recording. Yeah, I, I, just, I thought so. Yeah, just leave it running. And you don't like to use your headphones. You're a um, free spirit. Is free that spirit. true? Yeah, maybe you should wear your headphones so you know how loud you're talking, Mum. You speak no, no, close. I feel okay without them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, welcome to Stompland with Thank you. Chelsea Jade. Short for Chelsea Jade. Yep. But mainly just Chelsea Jade is your artist's name, isn't it? The problem with incl- ever including my last name is because um, I, I don't, I'm not at the point where people are um, like willy-nilly adding me on my personal Facebook, like, in mm-hmm. terms of strangers. Yep. However, However <laughs> people, when I do, like, an interview or something, oh, they always tag my personal thing, and I'm like, mm-hmm. no, 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 incorrect. Don't want that. This is why I have my band name in all caps. <laughs> well, do you know what? When I edit this together, there'll be a beef over your last name. Oh, great. That's really, that's great. Are you going to note that down or are you just going to remember? I'll remember when I'm going through and editing it. <laughs> and we're here with um, Steph, the one and only. Hi, Mum. Hi, Rubes. Hi, Chelsea. Hello. Nice to be here. Lovely to be here. Um, this is actually, Mum and I were saying before, this is the first time we've had a female guest and it's really exciting. That's great. Yeah. I really, um, yeah, I'm glad that you have taken note of that and oh, been proactively. Uh... Absolutely. No, it was it was really <laughs> like... Um, guys were signing up left, right, and centre. Uh-huh. Girls de- declining requests. Declining. Not declining, but postponing. But you not um, asking. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely asking. Been trying to get Susie Cato for <gasps> close to ten months. Wow. We'll that would there. be. Do you want me to talk to her? Just kidding. I yeah. don't know her. I met her though, and Do she um, sang "See You, See You Later" to me. What a song! And I was simply blown away. <laughs> Do you remember her, Mum? I do. <laughs> Who could forget? She's I a classic. Do. She's I an do. icon. The kids loved her, didn't they? She yeah. was uh, 
I feel like she was um, she was kicking around when Benny was growing up. That's right. More so than me. Hmm. Um, my little brother, there's about... Oh, I thought you were pointing to something. No, no. no, no. Um, my little brother, there's a 13-year gap between us. Oh, wow. So I think I was a bit old for Susie Cato. Um, Benny was perfect age. Do you feel like maybe you were too old for her then, but you're not too old for her now? Absolutely. We actually, I, uh, we actually I used to work at Silo Park and we got her down for some hmm. reading, kids' stories. She hugged me and I, it was one of the great days of my life. Hmm. What you want to do really is to have her like roll around in some paint and then hug you so you have her imprint on you forever. <laughs> that would be good. It's <laughs> like a nice yeah, AS colour t-shirt, ready and waiting for Susie's. That would be a collector's item forever, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, welcome to our, my home. This is, as I was saying before, there is, um, it's a really lovely vibe, but there's been a rat. Um, you smell been, a rat. I smelled a rat in the backyard and we saw it and it looked like a, like a, some kind of badger. It was so big. And we named it Sarah because um, gender equality and making sure that, you know, rats and flies are always referred to as he rather than she. So it was kind of like, let's, sure, yeah, sure. let's name her Sarah. I can see that you're really putting an effort in to be a feminist. (laughs) So are you wanting to exterminate Sarah or are you wanting to let Sarah (laughs) make her way around the property? And eventually make her way inside. Well, put it this way, um, Sarah had to go and I think she has gone. Oh, really? Yeah. Did she just to a farm somewhere or? She went to a rat farm. Yeah. Who took her off? Um, we got the, <laughs> we got, um, we got the child catcher from, um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mm. not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, um, good, uh, I know what you're thinking of what? and I want to beat you to it. Damn it. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Damn it. <laughs> now seriously, what happened to Sarah? Um. Did you bait? Yes, we did. You did bait? Yes. Mm. But you just, what you did was you read Sarah's diary, which isn't great, but it's not illegal. Exactly. You found out what she was into. You put it out. You're like, oh, Sarah loves, I don't know, friends. You put out a friends DVD. Exactly. And then you ascertained that was the wrong season. So you took that back, put the right season in there. And you were like, that's how you baited her. And then you had a nice, calm conversation around this dining room table. Am I right? Yep. She came in here and we just said, mate, look, you've got to go. There's only room in this yard for one rat and it's did not she, you did she come inside no she didn't but i felt like she was standing on the edge of the veggie garden and <laughs> frith took a photo and sent th- sent it through to us while we were away and i feel like i should show you guys the size of this thing we um, gotta do something with our voices to fill the time while he's looking at his phone <clears throat> i actually i i i am drinking a vocal like a throat coat because I really hate hearing vocal fry in, in podcasts. Ro- vocal fry? Oh, you mean like a raspy uh, voice? Yeah, which is like a lot of, it's like a known thing that women get judged on the radio for having vocal fry. I've never heard of vocal fry before. Mm, it's a, yeah, it's a very, it's a rampant. <laughs> you think we've got it? I think I have it. I think that you're in the clear. <laughs> 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 but here we go, guys. Uh, Mum, I'll show you first. To, if you have some kind of web, you have to make this like you have to put this on some kind of website so people can. Oh yeah, there'll be a pic. People can see. Do you have a Mom? Stompland um, Instagram account? No, we need to though. Yeah, because you got to come on, mate. 
Come here. Yeah. You got to take pictures with your guests. Yeah, we've got that. Put them up there. Yeah. Oh, we've got a Facebook page. Okay. Mum. That's a big rat, isn't it? Hey, Mum, you get a bit better get closer to there. Is that one of the biggest oh, rats that's you've seen? A very big rat. <laughs> Goodness me. I'm excited, but I'm, I'm also of, hoping that it turns out to be a small dog. Ordering along the lines of a small animal, isn't it? Sure is, Mum. Well, a rat, let's, let's be fair. A rat is an animal. It's cute. It's like a little possum. It's pretty, but you don't. It is big, though, isn't it? Anyway. I mean, I'd like to see, like, a coin next to it for size. Yeah, actually, you know? you're right. Anyway, enough about Sarah the Rat. Let's talk about you, Chelsea. <laughs> I've written down some questions and mum, you'll probably, you'll throw some yes, questions I'll in, won't you? Mm-hmm. I've written down 15 questions. Okay. We might get through seven of them. They might trigger other kind so of... So they're not quick fire questions or you want me to, you want me out of here in 10 minutes. <laughs> no way. They're definitely not quick fires. <laughs> yeah, um, I can see that you've got a lot of writing on that paper and it's really small print. The reason why I write <laughs> it so small print and kind of wonky is that I don't want either the guests um, uh, reading the question mm. beforehand or mum mm. reading it in case she steals the question. Because I just assumed that you hadn't, got, you don't have a printer. But mm. Funnily enough, I have got a printer now. Got one about um, seven days ago. Wow. <laughs> Counting the days. <laughs> um, so, Chelsea, you live in Los Angeles now. I do, yeah. How long have you lived? Did you just have a bit of vocal fry? Um, I don't know. I'm nah. trying to keep it smooth. I'm trying to keep it sine wave up here. Nah, you uh. didn't. Um, how long have you How long have you been over there um, for now? I I moved at the end of 2015, so so November, like late November 2015. Yeah. So I guess that's like two years. And it's now. Um, <clears throat> you don't. Do you kind of feel that? You've clawed your way in. Like <laughs> it must be hard, like getting to a place like LA and then. Um, upping and leaving from the comforts of home mm-hmm. but do you feel like you've clawed your way in there to feel comfy and vibrant and alive in LA and totally I must say like I um, I needed to leave I needed to go I needed to go mm-hmm. so re- I was saying to a friend that, that um, I couldn't I can't find mystery in the familiar here anymore right which is which is not to say anything really about the place itself I really love New Zealand do you feel it's not but mysterious though? It isn't. I like the, the the mysteries I can think of, and that's purely just me. Like I need some distance to 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 re to get that mystery kind of, um, you know, refresh the mystery. Have you been to Spookers? No, hmm. but you know where else I haven't been? It's inside the Golf Warehouse. You know that lumbering Neither. building. Yeah. And and that's that's sad to think that that's the thing I'm wondering about. Is it as big on the inside as it is on the outside? It's enormous. And <laughs> is it? It's, it's, Have you been inside? I haven't. But um, okay. mum, no. well, mum's um, husband, my stepdad, Monty, is a golf pro. So golf pro? He's no prob- way. Have you been inside the golf warehouse, mum? No, I haven't, but I can sort of imagine. You know the one I'm See, okay. I can imagine. How is this so? Hmm. You, if you're married to a golf pro and you haven't been in there, who goes in there? Exactly. Who goes in there? Maybe it's a cover for a drug sting or mm. something. Sorry, but I interrupted with spookers and which triggered the golf warehouse. But you were saying how um, the mystery of New Zealand, well, Auckland really, Auckland really. But is so is is there a mystery in LA? 
it's everything's a mystery. Yeah. And, and, and within mystery, there also comes uh, challenge. So like everything is hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And especially like it's only just stopped being like incredibly difficult. Do you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So out of 10 difficult, what was it at its I peak? I mean, it was, I mean, I can't speak to it. This is just purely my life yeah. experience, but I mean, I, I had a meltdown within the first week of moving there. Did you? I, 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 I had like a, I had mental, real mental dips, like, because, because you just feel like there's no safety net there. You can't, you can go endlessly up, but you, but you, you can also fall right down to the bottom. No one's going to like cradle you. So the stakes are really high for sure. And, and you, and yeah, but I, I, I kind of like through all of that relished, being there you know yeah and you you um so that was that's got to be 10 out of 10 challenge hardness (laughs) probably not 10 i don't want to be dramatic but nine plus nine plus though right yeah 9.3 or something and what do you feel what do you feel where where are you at now um i've i've just gotten to a, a point where i'm not feeling absolutely terrified (laughs) of like how I'm going to pay rent or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 and I have a few friends there now. That's good. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't feel, and now that I was saying before that my parents don't live in New Zealand, no, I have no family in New Zealand whatsoever. My brother doesn't live here. I don't, I don't have any extended family here. Holy smokes. Um, it's just me when I come here. So like now I've come to terms with the fact that LA is my home. That's yeah. where I have a space. Like that's where I, ha- that's where my life is. Would you consider yourself an outcast here? That was a joke. Sorry. You started to consider that seriously. I didn't mean it. Were you born in New Zealand, Chelsea? No, I wasn't. Oh. So whereabouts were you born? Oh, you went there. <laughs> <laughs> Harder than questions. I was born in Cape Town, South Were Africa. You? Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. So all of my extended family live there, and I haven't seen them in over ten years. So. And so, what, at what age? This good segue, mum. Good mm. segue. What age did you come to New Zealand? When I was five. Right on. Yep. So, your first school was in New Zealand. Yep. What What was your school? Mellons Bay Primary. Where's this? This can you hear that car alarm, Mum? Mm. That's been going off all day. No, it's all it's wanting is a little bit of attention, you know. <sighs> Man, is that? And then Craig across the road was using a power drill. Craig. Well, I'm pretty sure his name's Craig, but I'm not 100. <laughs> percent You gotta read his read like just look at his in his mailbox. Nah, because right? I tried that, but his um his it's behind the fence. It's one of those letterboxes <sighs> which you have to put the thing in. I know his brother who lives next door there is called Ross, and that's confirmed because I've heard Craig talking about Ross, (laughs) but I've never heard Ross talking about Craig. Wow. Maybe I should get you on the case and introduce yourself, Mum. Wouldn't take long, would it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, that's um, that's very interesting. I I suppose um, for New Zealand to be home, I mean, for us... Our ancestors came here in the 1800s, so mm-hmm. we have that attachment to place through our ancestors. But, you know, if your ancestors or your family are in Cape Town and you're obviously of Dutch or English 
um, ancestry. Is that right? Would I be right in saying that? Um, I kind of. It's like Scottish and Austrian. Oh, okay. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's going to draw you back there, isn't it? Uh, I don't really feel any connection to Cape you Town. Don't. No, I, I love New Zealand. It, I mean, yes. that, this is my, you know, this is my hometown. Yes. But um, doesn't in this at this stage of my life. I mean, yeah, just not really having. When I come here, I like have to stay in a hotel or like a friend's house. Like I don't have my own space. Yeah. It's not like maximum relaxing. You know. You can't <laughs> just sweat, and you can't just swing back to the folks' place because no, they've moved to. It's expensive to come yeah. back here. Yeah, it sure is. No. Mind you, New Zealand is made up of people that have come from somewhere else, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. With your folks being now in Australia. Does that mean you, while you're down here now, go and hang out for a bit? Do some no. beaching and surfing with your dad? No. That's another thing about this stage of my life is that unless it's for work, I find it really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I'm not incre- terribly interested in vacation, vacationing. Mm-hmm. Or like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not. And what's your, but if you were to have a vacation, what's your kind of like? Oh no, see, it's like, it's, to me, it's like even a, it's like, a, it's like describing a dream. Like, it's just not interesting because I don't care. Yeah. Like, I just don't it's not your have vibe. a desire. Like, if, if I, I'd be like sad if I got to go somewhere and wasn't, and I, wa- I wasn't allowed to play a show or like. Yeah, right. If I wasn't allowed to like have a session or something, I'd be like, okay, well, this is. Session on the weed. <laughs> Ruben loves to make fun of me for calling writing songs sessions. Well, it, it always triggers the thought of a session, you know, a weed session, mum, having a sesh. But I just don't do any drugs, so I'm 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 that uncool idiot who's like, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I don't get it. Ha ha ha. Drugs. Hey, drugs are for losers anyway. Hey, another segue from that, that you were saying you're an uncle idiot. Uncle idiot. Un- uncle idiot. That's uncle a really good DJ name. Yeah. Um, your, <laughs> your song, Life of the Party, kind of refers to being the introvert mm. at the party. Is there, are there occasions where you flip that around in certain situations where you feel like the extrovert or the kind, like, like a family Christmas... Or if, mm. if, like, in a group of, like, four of your closest friends, do you unlock that and turn it around? I think I think my definition of introvert, which I think is, like, the, the maybe... This is when I, when I realized I was an introvert. It, it, it's not that I don't like being around people. Mm. It's that I don't get energy from being around other people. Right. I get energy from being alone. So, like, I'm happy to spend energy on people, but in order for me to, like, regroup, I have to be by myself. Yeah. When there are people, extroverts are people who like thrive off other people, and like they, that's where they get they yeah. they lose energy when they're by themselves. Right. But I would say that I'm a an attention seeker for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And do, do you um and okay I get it. So it's kind of like right. Oh, you go home to charge your bats, mm. whereas mm. extroverts are kind of out and they're getting solar power charging, mm. or they're out mm. with other people. What about, what, what are you? I guess I'm a little bit like you. I'm quite happy in my own company. Hmm. I've sort of got enough going on, enough um, challenges still with work and 
different things that I like to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like people, but I'm 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 happy in my own company. You're very mm. personable too, Mum. You kind mm. of um, you love a good natter on the phone. Yeah, I like a good natter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have, yeah. And have you had the same phone number like your whole? We have since you were in Auckland. Yeah, you would have, eh? But we we touch base on the mobile, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we sure do. <laughs> we sure do. Yeah, mum and I are mobile people now, aren't we? Mm, we are. Text every now and then. Text, mainly, text each other. Mainly, mainly verbal though. We like to natter, don't we? Yeah. Do you have Do you have the little blue boxes or the little green boxes in your text? Oh, combos? blue, I think. Both got iPhones. Yeah, both got iPhones. Mm-hmm. Blue. You're pretty text savvy these days, mum. I am, but I, I prefer to natter. Yeah. Rather than send texts. Yeah, you do. So um, this, this podcast medium is right up there for you. Yes, it, I guess it would be. I like to um, natter and I like to get to know people and yeah. find out about their lives and what they're doing. And Chelsea, when did you find your voice? My singing voice? Yes. Um, I've never considered myself a very good singer, but I, but I would say that uh, I've got like a... Um, a fortitude that keeps me from having that stop me <laughs> but I used to because I used to like sing over songs in the car like put little ad-libs over songs and I used to just like I used to think that singing really close to the speaker would mean that nobody would be able to hear me <laughs> 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 so I would do that in my room <clears throat> and then at some point my dad like kind of as a kindness and also as a confrontation got me um, a microphone with an amp Great. Oh. so I could actually hear what I sounded like. What age is this happening? Um, um, I can't remember. Maybe like 11? That is, that's bizarre. I had a question to ask what was your 11-year-old self doing? and that was. I, that, I don't even know if it's true that it was 11. It might have been earlier, it might have been later. I can't remember. I would have totally run with it then. But we need my mum to be here also to, talk, mm, to, to mention that. Well, can you, do you have memories of when you're 11 like as to what you were like watching on TV or listening to oh, yeah. or, or wearing? Or? So whenever Man I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain came out, <laughs> that's when that was. And like Candy by uh, Mandy Moore. That yeah. was the era. Yeah. So there's a two heavy, in heavy rotation. And I was dressing up as um, one of the Spice Girls. Which one? But I couldn't get my pigtails high enough for my liking. It was Baby Spice. Yeah. Well, it was who I was delegated to be because I was blonde. Yeah, there was a there was a whole lot of that going on with Spice Girls picking, wasn't there? But in retrospect, sporty. She was the golden ticket. Let's be honest. She was cool. She was cool. She dressed cool. Her her, her dress sense is timeless. You look at her now and you think, mm. that's those are some great track pants. Who would you? Which Spice Girls would you like and me and Mum to? Hmm. Do you are you remember the Spice Girls? I do remember the Spice Girls, and interesting to note. Don't I kick hope this the doesn't sound harsh, but the one that probably had the least musical talent is the one that's gone on to <laughs> make a huge success. Oh, do you mean Posh Spice? Yes. Mm. Yeah, well, you're, she. You're dead on. Yeah. Mm. You're Would dead you agree on. with that? I'd, I'd, there's no denying it, really. Mm. And also, 
she is the one, if I have this correct, who wasn't so keen on getting the band back together. And you know what? I respect that, you know? Mm. She was, her, oh, she was on her own journey at that stage. Oh, yeah. Oh, mate, she was on a journey with David Beckham and with her children and kind yeah, of... Just like, think about it. If you... If, like, what, what's something you did in high school? Like, if they were, like, come back and be in the bloody, first like... First 15 rugby team. First 15 team. rugby team um, again. Yeah. You'd be like, uh, I'm kind of busy. I'd Actually. be like, no, I'll probably break my neck within 15 <laughs> seconds of no, you'd playing. Be like, oh yeah. <laughs> um, so do, do you want to do you want to pick which um, Spice Girl, <clears throat> Mum oh, and I? Oh, this is tough. It's especially tough now that Mum picked out which one she thinks she has the, the least best. least talent. Um, but I see. I read that differently. I was like, oh, now I have to put you as posh because she's the most successful now. Hmm. Well, when I say the least successful, I mean musically. Yeah, yeah. But she's yeah. gone on in her own sort of artistic sense with her fashion, hasn't she? Mm. Well, so she it's was. just that her medium's changed. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. She's wildly but success- she's, successful. But she's more. very successful and very talented. But um, She would not... The, the one thing with her, she got um, hounded the most by the... British media, she would have the least amount of privacy out of all those mm. S girls. She has the most money to battle it. Yeah. Mm. She's had the most. How many haircuts have you had in the last? How many different haircuts have you had in the last ten years? Do you, would you say? I'm st- sticking with the tried and true. <laughs> okay. So that puts you, I feel like, firmly. There's only one way you can go with curly. <laughs> well, then, well, then maybe. Who's had this the same haircut? <laughs> oh, you're pick, you're back to picking which Spice Girls we are. Yeah, but we can move on. Okay, you think about it anyway. It'd Actually, be good to... I need to learn more. Jerry's yeah. turned out to be quite endearing, hasn't she? I don't yeah. really know what she's up to, but well, she's married with a family, and shall I open? Shall I open these so they're available? Yeah, I think you should. So nothing is more pleasant to listen to than somebody eating. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the only reason I just remember you saying as you came in and gifted these to us that you wanted to eat them. We've got a rat That's in true. the room. <laughs> <laughs> you start. Question: Have you? Whoa! That was the sound of a Kit Kat breaking. <laughs> um, ha, have you? What celebs have you seen in Los Angeles? <laughs> you must have seen what some, celebs? right? Celebs. Um, I've seen. Oh, who have I seen? Uh, I I met Harry Styles at a barbecue. Holy smokes! Yeah, that's quite a good one. And Skrillex was also there. Really. Briefly met Skrillex, yeah. Is his name Nathan Skrillex? I don't know. What did he introduce himself as? Skrillo. Sunny. Sunny, right? And were they nice? I think. Were they nice guys? Yeah, I mean, Sunny with oh, Skrillex. I think his name is Sunny. Hmm. He was. He was. He was really friendly. Just a normal person. Yep. I felt like Harry seemed sweet, but. But but kept uh, the people that he knew, which I 
Hi. Sounds like his character in Dunkirk. <laughs> Typecast. Poor guy. Which is a great film. Thank you. Mum, do you want some chocolate? Oh, I want all that. Um, does that go. satisfy that question? Thank you. Well, I guess it does. I mean, those are two pretty bloody big stars. Mm. Um, Monty, aka, <laughs> well, my stepdad, one of my two dads, he got into a lift with Steven Spielberg once. Wow. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that, Mum? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you or not? No, no, I remember him talking about it. <laughs> do you, oh, do you, th- do you mean that you're not sure if it happened? or? No, no, I think it really did happen, but um, I think that he hopped in and Steven Spielberg was there and, and he sort of probably thought, now I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet he thought that. So I don't think there was any dialogue between them and then... Steven Spielberg got out of the out of the elevator and was gone. And then it was at that point that Monty realised who had actually been in there with him. Bloody Spielberg. Which city? Hmm. Which city? LA. Hmm. Oh shit. Before your time, mate. <laughs> um, have Monty, you... Monty was hovering up and down Rodeo Drive, hoping <laughs> to find someone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, have you ever come? Have you met any famous people? Me. You met Finn a few weeks ago. Well, one year right? ago. Well, that was a year ago. Finn Andrews. Mm. You 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 did that podcast a year ago. Yeah. Wow. This is us re kicking it back to life. Oh, nice. And nice. she met Mikey Havoc too. Mm. Her mum thought it was called Mickey Havoc. Well, maybe you should change it. I only slipped up the one. <laughs> yeah, that's true, Mum. Any other celebs? Not that I can think of that, not the, that not rushed that to mind. Oh, let me think about it for a bit. Okay. Next cue. Next cue. <laughs> what about you? Oh. I mean, you've met a lot, right? Because that's your job. Yeah, I'm, I'm a real celebrity hag. <laughs> no, I mean, I've met... Um, <clears throat> I've met lots of New Zealand musicians, mm-hmm. and oh, actually, I met some um, international musicians when I used to work in the old record label. Yeah, had a lovely, a lovely connection with the guys from Silverchair. Mm. That was one of the, one of the great hangouts of my t- my life. And I also met. Does that uh, mean by extension you may have met Natalie Imbruglia? I talked with Daniel Johns about his relationship with Natalie Imbruglia. <gasps> wow. Yeah, and um. It was when they were going through a hard time. Oh, that's that's tough. But I'm not going to talk about it. No, no, don't talk about it. But he was a he was a a lovely, friendly, gentle man who liked to party and have a good time. Mm. And yeah, we had had some good times going on. And my very good friend is Sam Neil's nephew, so I met Sam Neil at mm. his wedding, which was super cool. His tweets are always. Um like Twitter loves to confront me with Sam Neill's tweets. Really, they're right in your yeah. They like they give me a New Zealand section, and then the section is just Sam Neill, Sam Neill, Sam Neill, and his and his his um fun times on the farm. Is that his? Is that is that? Yeah, I've seen that recently. Mm. I'm not a big Twitter guy. Mm. Um, so, I've monitored your social media, which is very high end. <laughs> monitored. Well, I'm I know locked this out is of about Instagram. Chelsea, but what is Sam Neill doing with himself these days? Well, he, he's obviously acting. He's an incredible actor, um, and he I believe he has a 
He's got a vineyard. Vineyard. Mm, yeah. And is he a resident in New Zealand? I thought he lived in Queenstown, but I could be totally wrong, and I don't want to get it wrong because his nephew is one of my very good friends. Mm. And you'll go to prison if you get it wrong. Yep. I'll be executed. Mm. Um, Just going back to the LA thing, mm. and we were talking about you digging your claws in. Um, <laughs> lots of rat analogies today, aren't there, mm. like in regard to Sarah? But, um, but you have recently, you've been recently, I mean, you're obviously working on your own music, uh-huh. but you've been writing for others. Hey, you, you recently, right. you, you did a, a song with the Chainsmokers. Um, who are huge mum. I Chains- wouldn't say with, I would say, well, I guess we wrote the song together. Yeah. That's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. 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 I, but my name isn't like, it's not like it's the Chainsmokers feet. Chelsea Jade. It's like, I'm just a writer on the song. But that feels to me mm. like as big a win as possible because you, don't you want to be there writing songs for other people? For sure. Yeah. Although I must say like, like that, the way that that came about, cause I had been kind of, when I moved to LA, I kind of decided that I was going to kind of like drop the ball on my artist project. And I was just going to be a writer, like a songwriter, which, which is to say that I would go into writing rooms with producers and maybe artists and help them write their songs as opposed to being the face of the songs. And um, in order to do that, you kind of, um, you had to have songs to show people. <laughs> your, as in your own songs? Um, you kind of just had to have like, it's kind of almost like having a portfolio. Yeah, know? right, of course. And like, um, but I didn't have any way, I didn't have any ins at any of these, like any companies, like they have the, the people who mostly take care of that aspect of the industry are the publishing companies. They collect royalties that and that's the that they make their businesses exploiting people's intellectual property right um and so like the way that you become a, a kind of like successful writer is by aligning with one of these publishing companies and you know signing to them and then you're have you done that now i'll get to that oh, but <laughs> that was a bad interrupt no no it's Carry all good on. so like i didn't have any ends at any of those places so what I did was that I just kind of like exploited all of my friendships in LA. And, I, and by that, I mean, like I just asked for sessions with people and I just tried really hard to write a lot of songs. And then, yeah, yeah, he's Ruben's um, making drug. The smoke weed hands. signs. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> um, and uh, what was I, what was the thing? And then, so then I had a bunch of songs and guess what? Still nobody cared. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I thought the songs were really good. And so I decided that I was going to put them out under my name. Yeah. And, um, and then meanwhile, I was like still trying to like, um, like be, be like present as a writer. And so, um, even though I love being an artist so much, that's honestly the whole reason that I pretended that I was just a writer and not an artist is because I was frightened of being rejected. But so like, or I felt like I wasn't good enough or something, which is stupid. But a waste of time. Yeah. But it's quite a, um, I think we all get that. Yeah. You know, it's normal. It's normal to have, um, to 
not totally back yourself to be a little bit like, oh. Hmm. But the funny thing is I never doubted myself as a writer. Oh, good. <laughs> it was just being an yeah. artist that I was like, maybe I'm not like, you know, no one's going to care or no one's going to like it or whatever. And then, um, and then I just was, and then there's like this point where you're like, man, like if no one else is really interested and, but I'm really interested and I'm the person like if, until you show belief in yourself, no one, there's no reason anyone else is going to show belief in you. Totally. And I really think that's something New Zealanders have to learn because New Zealanders are so used to like, New Zealanders are such hard workers and they make such cool stuff. Yeah. But I think talking about it is a whole nother thing. You mean it's the... Um, not too great at backing ourselves. No, we? we're not. We and really aren't. Too, is it because people are too gracious? I mean, is it... Or, yeah, or like people are embarrassed of being being good awesome. when they... Yeah, when it's... But I really think that New Zealanders make the most interesting stuff. We it's sure just do. talking about it that... Well, look at, that kick, look at that Kit Kat. I'm scared to eat it while I'm... Um, but I mean, is that, is that a Kiwi invention? I, I don't. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put my weight behind that. Okay, I take it back. Statement. Look at Whitaker's. Look at Whitaker's chocolate. Yeah, but that's great. Yeah, that's yeah. RJ's. How about RJ's? Oh, that licorice. We're made in Levin, and, oh. and now stocked at Whole Foods <laughs> that's in America. Our, that's our old stomping ground, kind of Levin huh. um, cuppity. I really like Levin. Do you, well, yeah. Well, I'm from. Um, Waikanae, that's where we used to live, mm. which is 30 minutes down the road. Do you know it? Yeah, isn't that where the Camp Aloham, one of the camps was? Yeah, one of them. Yeah, I it believe so. so fun. That's my first brush with Levin. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, we played, I played in a band called An Emerald City and we... I remember. Um, yeah, what a band. Um, but we um, were playing at one Camp Aloham and we turned up to the Foursquare, which was like... Mm. A kilometre away. A Campolo Hum's a festival, Mum. It's kind of like a very much an underground, really rad bands. No one knows who's going to play until the day before or whatever. Well, it's kind of, it's moved around the joint. I think when we played, it was near Bulls. Mm. But yeah, it's moved around. It's run by a um, great, great New Zealand music person called Blink. And he's um, done a lot for that kind of world, the kind of indie um, underground. Anywho... We were playing one year and turned up to a four square, which mm. was maybe a kilometre away. Saw my very good friend's younger brother in the four square because we we're kind of like, we we're rolling up we're, our sets that night at 10 pm or no, it's the next day at 2 pm. Mm-hmm. And he comes in, he's like, Where were you guys? <gasps> and I said, Beg your pardon, like just getting a nippy's chocolate milk or a <laughs> Max cheese pie or something. Uh-oh. And. We, or Blink, I can't recall who, had gotten the day wrong. Oh so, God. yeah, there was an empty stage for 45 <gasps> minutes when an Emerald City was supposed to play. But oh boy. Blink very graciously um, gave us another slot that night, a really, <gasps> a really great slot. And, and we played, and the rest was history. And um, Ed from our band got really quite drunk, and he was kind of playing, lying down. Mm. <laughs> but it was a good show, and it was a great festival. And do you, do you remember... Which, so that was in Bulls, that one. I think, <laughs> so rock and roll, I can barely remember. <laughs> um, no, it was, at a, um, it was at an old school. There was a, um, there was a swing, pool. swing pool. I played in that pool, yeah. Did you? Yeah. The same year that Dan Deacon played? Uh, possibly. It was also when Spring Break played. No, this was pre that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, those are great shows. 
bloody great shows. Mm, Campbell and Hum in general. Are you happy for me to just keep chipping away these questions, Mum? Or do you want to bounce in? Great. You I can't remember if I finished the previous question. Yeah, thing. actually, exactly. What right. my question in regard to that was, now that you have done this song with Chainsmokers uh-huh. and how you got there. Right, that's what I was saying. Exactly. How I got there. So I was like, anyway, so, so in the end I realized that I'm actually an artist and to deny that is to actually just like waste my talent. Yes. And like, and so I am... Um, which it feels uncomfortable to say, but whatever. Because I realized that like every good writing session that I was getting was coming out of a person hearing my artist project, not some stranger A&R telling them they had to be in a room with me writing a song, which is what the writing circuit is. They like matchmake people. But like the Chainsmokers thing came about because I met this writer called Emily Warren. It's like incredible writer. And she, um, like, she wrote New Rules by Dua Lipa, that really big song. Yep. Lots of other huge songs. And she, and we just bonded. And then she went on tour with the Chainsmokers and was playing my record that hasn't come out yet. But I gave her a link. And they heard it on tour. And then they invited me to a session. So like, that's like for my artist project. That's the, the songs that I wrote for myself are the ones that they liked, not some. Right. Yeah. And and like that's happened so many times. Like this. This young artist called Sin, who I'm really excited about, she's signed to Katy Perry's label, and we just recently did a session. And that again, like it was just because she liked my writing, not because, yeah. So the acceptance, the the key to success is acceptance coming from other artists, isn't it? I think what it, I think really it's accepting yourself, Mm. like accepting what you and believing in your own vision and. Mm. And then, uh, and then that results in positive like mm. things. But what, project I, success. Well, it's not even that. It's not even. It's just about like who are you? Don't water things down for other people. Yeah. Just do the thing that you think is good. Yeah. And then maybe other people will think it is good too. I've heard that record. I think it's good. I also think it's good. I actually think it's great. I also think it's great. So. Ah. I've got. To, I should send it to mum now. Yeah, I guess I guess you should. You should. Hopefully, you'd think it was great too. I'm sure. I'm sure I would. Um, but to answer your question, I don't remember answer your, the absolutely. publishing the publishing question. Yeah. I just signed publishing. Did you? Like last week. Yeah. Thank you. And the cool thing is that there was a handshake. It, it wasn't any of the publishing companies I met with last year. It was someone. It was a publishing company who just heard my record and nothing else. Is, is they this didn't a know I had a chain. I, I'm not going to say who it is, but okay. they just they didn't even know I had a chain smokers cut, and they made an offer. Awesome. I, and I really love them. They're Are really they cool. in? Is this based out of the US? Mm, they have they have a US office. Yeah. Is did you? Is this where it started in the US, or have you done this in New Zealand? Uh, I went for a meeting with them at the end of last year, and then we've been. Uh, I don't know if I meant to say this stuff. Like we've been negotiating since then. Okay, I can cut that out. Yeah. No, I'm not cutting it out. Sorry. I mean, I didn't say any names. It's probably fine. No, you didn't. You definitely didn't. But I really like. I'm really happy that I'm That's great. with them. Yeah. I'm really happy to hear that. And what about your record? What What will What I mean? What res- release plans? What's the kind of? Do you have a plan in place? Is, is that is a this boring, to- Steph? I don't no, know. No, it's very interesting. Okay. Really interesting. 
Because something else that happened, like with all this, like, be- like learning to believe in yourself, self stuff, like I was still making stuff. Like it wasn't like I stopped doing stuff because I wasn't t- totally believing in myself, but I wasn't like, I was trying really, I was trying to do, trying the best I could. Like I had, I had to hustle my own stuff. Like I didn't have, I didn't have like PR or a label or anything. So I was like getting, I could only get like one piece of press at a time. Like I could get Harper's Bazaar, but I couldn't get five things, you know, yeah. because Harper's Bazaar would take a lot of effort or like I got nylon, but you know, yeah. like one thing at a time. So I was like doing it and like I got, you know, nominated for a silver scroll and stuff, but again, like all by myself and like, then like, team, eh? yeah. And then like at the end of last year, like stuff started kind of coming together and like I got an attorney, which is really hard to get like an entertainment attorney and I, and she's so amazing. And, and then like I played a show, my first show in like two years I, and I like worked really hard to make it exactly what I wanted it to be. And like, I got a band together and like choreographed and the, the whole US. thing. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I played and, and it was so amazing and so much fun. And like, it was actual like my vision actualized kind of thing. And then like from that show, I got put in touch with these managers who like flew out from Philadelphia the next day and like met with me. Um, and, um, and like, I wasn't, I'm never sure about anybody, but they like kind of like wanted to prove themselves to me in a way. And so. Do you make them do an initiation or anything? (laughs) I gave them a list of things I wanted to get done and then they went about doing them, which is kind of like an initiation. Eat a grapefruit whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wow, that's so cool. But so now that's the whole, the whole, the, the, the long story short is that I was planning to put my record up by myself, but now that I have a team, I don't want to do that because it doesn't serve the work. No. Which means that things have been pushed back a little bit, which is fine because it's going to be done right. So that's that story. Well, no, it's it's such an interesting thing because... um, The struggle's a big part of the journey, isn't it? Absolutely. Totally. And I, you know, I I kind of like... I've I've done some valuable things because I've had nothing. Like, I... um, I went to a free, like the cool thing about LA is that it's so populated with creatives that, and industry people that everyone has this problem. Like, and so they, and they have, um, unions to kind of like, I mean, they're actors unions, but for example, I benefited because I live next to, next door to a writer, like a TV writer. And she's with this, um, union and they had a free finance class (laughs) for creatives. And so she like put me in touch. And so like, I went to a free finance class, which is really valuable because no one teaches you how to deal with money. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Money's because it's, it's, it just comes in weird, strange waves when you're an artist, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. And it was like teaching you how to, how to kind of like maneuver with that sort of structure, which is no structure. Mm. <laughs> It'd be so awesome if you went to that and they were teaching you how to like do your finances as being an artist and you went in and they were teaching you how to count cards to go to um, the casino. <laughs> um, hey, Shil- do you mind if I revert back to one, Sorry, of, yeah. one of these? No, that was a great talk. Mm. I mean, I knew this would happen. I knew it would just like free flow. Um, but I've got a really particular question I wanted to ask. Okay. Do you? Are you a cooking person, by the way? Do you cook? Um, yeah. Do you have a signature dish? 
I, I really like, at the moment, I've had like a little love affair with um, eggplant lasagna. Ooh. Where like there's no pasta, it's eggplant instead, you know? Oh, yeah. I know what mm. that's about. With um, a little rainbow chard and a little lemon. It's like... Goodness. It's very fresh despite all the delicious cheese. Oh, yeah. So it is. So it's, you, you, there's definitely cheese in there. Oh, there's 100% a lot of cheese in there. Yeah. Sorry, was that the question? Sorry. Yeah, that was totally the question. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I just am interested in... Um, oh, oh, last night went and had dinner with... Um, speaking of celebrities... <laughs> Um, no, had, went and had dinner with um, my friend James Milne, aka Lawrence Arabia, mm-hmm. and he made the curry of 2018. What? Yeah, it was. The, <laughs> it was um, what I like to call RQ, which is short for restaurant quality. Wow. Um, he made some. What possibly man, could have it elevated was, it to that level? It was. It was. It was curried gurnard. Was delicious. Are okay. you vegetarian? Um, do you dabble loose. With, do you dabble with? I don't. Fish? I don't not eat meat in New Zealand, but I don't eat it in America. Do you eat fish? Yep, I eat fish. Okay, in New Zealand. Well, this was <laughs> high end, high end cooking. Only and the best. He called it fish and chips because he had the fish, and then there was a potato dish, oh, wow. which was aloo, something, curry. something. That is yeah. very. And I, I was just thinking that. I mean, that's got to be his signature dish because if it's not his signature dish, I mean, shit. Anyway. He needs to career pivot into yeah. cooking. Um, What's your favorite? What's your signature dish? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got a signature dish, but... You're just good at them all. The secret's in the spices, isn't it? The mm. secret yes. to a dish is in the spices and the herbs. Mum, you've got to talk close. You're, you're so mysterious, you don't cook close enough to that <laughs> mic. I think um, you, were make, you were making some um, seriously powerful pesto for a while weren't you well it was at that time in the garden when there was a huge amount of pesto that just basil. comes on basil all at once I mean sorry basil that you know it sort of matures all at once so you got all this basil and you think oh what am I going to do oh. that was delicious. so um, yeah so I do quite like to make fresh pesto and you know that's quite nice work through I don't know whether you like pasta at all, but it's quite nice work through pasta. Yeah. Actually, speaking of signature dishes, tell us about the kombucha project mm. that you're working on. The kombucha project. Well, I'm, um, I've started making kombucha, although Ben says that my younger it's son says that it's quite <laughs> different to the stuff that's bought in the shops. Okay, can really? I just tell you that that is encouraging to me because I think it's too sweet in New Zealand. They like sweeten it up too much. Oh. In California, it's like it's quite uh, dry and fresh. Is that? Yeah. So is maybe that, we're putting too much sugar into the mix. Well, yeah. What, what's your I mean, one the like? store-bought one is too sugary to me in New Zealand. Okay. Mm. Well, it's about eight ounces of filtered water. Yeah. And then um, it's about ten tea bags of mixed what? with a cup of sugar. Tea bags. Mm. Well, you've you're, um, what you do is you dissolve the sugar in the water yeah, and then in, in a bit of hot water you um, dissolve your tea bags. Um, when I say dissolve, you put your tea bags and they stew for a little bit till, you know, the tea has come out into the water. Yeah. And then you transfer that into your 
gallon container of filtered water and then with the uh, dissolved sugar and then once you've got all that in you then put um, your scoby in on top. So do you, you don't add sugar afterwards do you? Like no. When you're serving? Okay. Because the scoby so theoretically what, would like absorb the sugar right? That's right, mm. that's the process. And the scoby mm. is alive? Because <laughs> the scoby is a living culture. So what it's doing is it's actually feeding off the sugar and it absorbs the sugar. Does it have eyes? It takes no, and it takes the. Um, it's like a, a giant amoeba. It's like a sea monkey. Mm. Yeah, but a sea monkey would have eyes, wouldn't it? Does, does but it? hey, look, I'm just new at this kombucha thing. I oh, haven't no quite one's got took, it sorted yet. So no, no, mum. I respect um, that. Yeah, no Nothing. one's take. No one's gonna. Um, no one's putting the pressure on. But it's just. It's interesting because. Well, I'm I'm kind of interested about this this whole scoby thing. Like, to, I mean, well, it, it takes you, the, is it like a pet? It takes Would you give it a the brew to a fermented state, mm. and it's that fermented tea that you drink, and supposedly it works on your digestive system a little bit like aphidolophus. Is it mm. acid, acidophilus? Mm. Aphis, yeah, mm. it's really good for your mental health to be drinking fermented things. Is it? Yeah, like. Kim, kimchi. Oh, yep. Mm. And like, uh, what's the German one? Um, uh, sauerkraut. Sauerkraut, yeah. Mm. So kombucha is like the same it's type a, of thing. one of that fermented, uh, one of those fermented. Uh, so off milk gut. is good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good to drink the old milk. Mm. But gut health is directly correlated to your anxiety. Gut health related to everything because mm. I get sinus Actually, stuff. Actually, that's, that's correct. It's got to do with the fact that the serotonin is developed in the gut, isn't it? I don't know. I'm going to trust you on that one. I could be wrong. Sounds I'm, right. I know that um, <laughs> gut health is also... Um, I love how this has turned into a health podcast. A gut health is also directly related to <laughs> nosties, sinuses, all that crap. <laughs> so you just got to look after your gut. Yeah. So you should be just sculling kombucha. Yeah, a guts full is yeah. what you should be saying. I've had a guts full of this yeah. kombucha. <laughs> yeah. I think everything in moderation, Can you call though, that? isn't it? Is that what you're going to call your project? Guts full? <gasps> Why don't you call, Yeah, and then someone drinks and they're like, oh, I've had. Maybe you call it a guts full. And then someone's like, I've had a guts full. <laughs> Look, if you're not going to do it, maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a commercial venture. This is just a. <laughs> Mum, if you call it a gutsful, it will be a commercial venture. Yeah. A gutful. A gutsful. gutsful. I've had a gutsful. That could be your marketing campaign. <laughs> You've had a gutsful of bad times. <laughs> I'm ready to I'm I've, still trying to get the recipe right, but I've had a gutsful of great gut health. Get yours now from Steffi's. I've had a gutsful. Ben actually bought a um, kombucha from the shop to say that this is what it actually is supposed to taste like. <laughs> but he said, you might be losing your hearing and you're going blind, but he said, you do have that stickability, so stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> My brother. Say you've lost your hearing and you're going blind. <laughs> Shit, no one told me. Um, <laughs> Families. <laughs> Chelsea, have you got brothers and sisters? I've got a brother. Yeah, he's great, great guy. Where does he live again? You have said this. Melbourne. Oh yep. Oh, here's another one. Do you have any um, hidden skills? 
No. You must. Like any kind of like, oh was something like something you that no one knows about you that we can expose now. I really, you know what? I really don't. Like, I honestly have to work hard to have any talent that like I. I just don't. I, there's nothing like. It's all I don't know. There's not. There's no natural talent here. Okay. Well, Ben put your music on yesterday. Stop hitting and that. It was truly beautiful. Thank you. Well, I had to work really hard to make it that beautiful. <laughs> uh, does Ben like it? Loves it. Yeah, Betty does. Oh, he! I think he saw you at Wonder Garden. Cool. Yeah, actually, my little brother, um, I put it on a New Year's Eve festival called Wonder Garden, and my little brother and his buddies turned up, and one of them was hammered. Uh-oh. And had to go in the little casualty corner. <gasps> but, yeah, he came right. Not allowed. But there were a lot of people. Well, actually, there weren't a lot of people who were hammered, but there were a few people. Mm. Um, that was a powerful show, watching your, um, well, the kind of 60% that I got to see. <laughs> um, was, that a, was that a fun time for you playing that? Um, to be honest, I had like, I was just like hanging on by a thread, like I was having minor panic attacks. Because it's hard time in your hometown, you like really want to impress everyone, you know? Yeah. And, but I tried the best I could and hopefully, and then to be honest, so like I, I was scared the whole time, the whole time playing. And then, um, I had someone film the whole thing and only when I watched back, cause I, I also, I play with, um, in-ear monitors. So like they're in my ears and I can't hear anything when I'm on stage apart from what I'm supposed to be hearing, which is like my voice on the track. And, um, so if there's a fire alarm, you'd just carry nope, on. Yeah. I just keep playing. I'd be like, why are you running? It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but only when I watched the footage back did I realize that people are actually singing, singing the lyrics to it's, some of the songs. That must be the coolest the feeling. Compliment. It, yeah. it, it was so cool. Like, mm. really. Mum, that'd be like you doing a garden for lasting impressions and someone coming out and weeding the way or like planting a plant the way you would do it to emulate you. <laughs> it's the same. Hmm. So no hidden skills. No hidden skills. That's all right. That's okay. No, that's fine. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any nemeses who have thwarted your journey along the way who you will extract revenge upon? Just myself. Yep. Just myself is my biggest enemy. To be honest. Yep. We're all our own worst enemy sometimes, aren't we? Yeah. I'm really bombing these questions, eh? Oh God, no. No, you've you've been you've really expanded on some of these in a really awesome way. I just made eye contact with a bird who's. Been- <laughs> Who's pe- pecking at the parsley out there? Oh man, she's like, "Where's Sarah?" Yeah, where's Sarah? So, LA—that's kind of that's you for the foreseeable. Will you have a partner over there? And uh huh, yeah. Um, the, does he love it there too? Um, yeah, I think he has the same kind of complicated relationship with it that I do. Yeah, and that we feel like it's it's just that thing of like you you were reared on American culture. And oh, then, you sure were, yeah. And then you get there and you're like, you see the cracks and everything kind of thing. Like, you're like, oh, wow, this is this is like a melodramatic place. Like, Yeah. And you kind of feel that distance from it and you kind of, some, everyone makes, everyone, everyone who's not from there makes fun of it, but everyone wants to be there. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I... Especially people who live there, <laughs> like me. I love it. I, I, I mean, I've... Every time I've been to Los Angeles, I've just been like, wow, this place rules so hard. And I, yeah. I guess I'd love to 
just go there and give it a crack. But I, I just I don't. It's too it is hard. such a weird place. Like people, it's it. People underestimate how weird it is. Like yeah, it seemed weird as hell. Yeah, like I said the f word. Are you not allowed? No, you totally can, but oh. I just I just like keep it clean. No, nah, it's no, no, you know, there's no censorship no here. Rules. You were kind of you were about to launch in and let us know what your 11 year old self was like earlier. Oh. As to what you might have because oh, you actually you started you were listening to the Spice Girls. I was listening, I always listen to Spice Girls. I was extremely angry and um, really sensitive. Were you? Uh huh. I was kind a big time in- crier and like. <laughs> Just a little brat, you know. Were you? Were you? I didn't have a good outlet for my emotions, so I just get mad. Did you feel misunderstood? Yeah, I did, but I, but I, I think that it was it was selfish. Like I didn't, I never felt like space from my emotions, so I always just like put them onto other people. Far out. Yeah, like from when I was a kid till like recently. <laughs> yeah. Well, like Mind you, the body's going through some serious emotional changes at that age. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, For sure. Yeah. And I was always, like, tall, taller than everyone else, so I always felt like this lumbering ogre around these, like, petite girls, you know? Mm. Didn't like that. I wish I was a lumbering ogre, ogre at that age. Felt like a little chunk. <laughs> um, and did you have a favourite TV programme when you were 11? <laughs> this is embarrassing because... It was Gilmore Girls then, and it's still Gilmore Girls. <laughs> no, I don't know if it, I don't know if Gilmore Girls started. Maybe I was eleven. No, that would have been true because they started in the year two thousand. Well, actually, yeah. The, when I when I last saw you, I believe that was in Los Angeles, and you took me through. You kind of told me what Gilmore Girls was because oh I didn't really know. <laughs> I'm and I so think you'd annoying, been watching eh? it. I think you'd actually, you'd been or you were going home to watch it. You know what? Like, I, Rose McIver came to the show at Te Papa this weekend and... Is she in Gilmore Girls? No, she's not in Gilmore Girls, but she she kind of like tenuously lives in LA when she's not shooting her her Netflix show. And she invited me to a barbecue once and I didn't know anybody there. And somehow I got to talking about Gilmore Girls. And it was the nail in my social coffin, really. <laughs> I like, <laughs> I was like, I found, I was like in the midst of just like a 10 minute rant about Gilmore Girls, everyone just looking at me at this table and like, oh my God, I'm just so deeply embarrassed about that. In that instance, you really were the life of the party, weren't you? <laughs> I said, when I saw her at the Te Papa show, she was, she like made some crack about it. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Wow, so that wasn't in my imagination that that was a deeply embarrassing moment. <laughs> oh, well, she took up, she took notice, didn't she? Well, she's, fact, she's, she's a very sweet person. Mm. She's incredibly sweet. I actually don't know who Rose McIver is. She's a wonderful actress. She's in this um, show a, called I Zombie. Is she um, a Kiwi New actress? New Zealander, yeah. Oh, wow. It's quite a, um, I really didn't mean to make Rose sound like a monster. It, it was really Oh, no, not, you didn't. She's not. She's the opposite of that. No, God no. There's quite a um. There's quite a um. There's quite an array of creative New Zealanders in Los Angeles now, isn't there? Yeah, I'm mostly friends with New Zealanders, to be honest. Nothing to be ashamed of. Do you think Kiwis have got to go away to be noticed? I think it happens a lot of. It happens with a lot of. I don't. It doesn't. I don't think they always have to be, but in some instances. 
Kiwis go away who aren't noticed in New Zealand and then just like explode overseas mm. before they do. Yeah. The Datsuns, case in point. Mm. No one give a shit about them. Mm. And then, <laughs> uh, well, no, people who people with taste did at the yeah. time. But I just remember like and seeing also them playing. the Commodores were an example, weren't they? Flight of the Concords. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the Commodores is that band with Lionel Richie. <laughs> Actually, his oh. daughter is kind of someone from the Commodores' daughter, not Lionel Richie. Oh, Soraya. Oh, I don't she's, know. She's her her mum's in New Zealand, right? This oh. could be completely wrong. Well, Brett from Flight of the Concords just broke his hand, and they've had to cancel I some saw shows. That. that sucks. Yeah, what a bummer. That must be a worse nightmare. Sucks. Um, have you ever had to cancel a show? No, I had. Ah, uh, one time I completely lost my voice. Did you? And I just could not do it. One, that's the one time. What's that? What was that thing you said before about um, that weird um, voice thing that we were talking about? Vocal fry. Yeah. Did you have extreme vocal fry? No, I just actually had no sound. Oh. No sound whatsoever. Um, do you, do you get yourself along to lots of interesting live music in Los Angeles? I'm so boring. I went to a live taping of a podcast about Gilmore Girls. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. That was my, that was one of my first efforts to try and <laughs> to try and make friends. Didn't work. Are you off, Mum? Where are you going? <laughs> She's out of here. She's sick of this shit. Yeah. Now nah, the best was in our first podcast, and um, my stepdad rang up and Mum told him live on the podcast that that she'd left some meatloaf out in the. In the fridge. I'd forgotten it was on. <laughs> Which is now a sting on BFM, I'll have you know. Whoa. Yeah. Mum, uh, Mom, I've left the meatloaf out. <laughs> Which is cool. Oh, man. Man, it's a noisy neighbourhood here today. Um, well, I mean, I feel like I've gotten to the end of my... Really? No, actually, there's one that I really wanted to ask you, and that was in regard to the fact that, yes, you have spent your formative years in New Zealand and you, like Auckland's your hometown, you mm-hmm. now live in LA. Are you politically minded and do you kind of keep the old finger on the pulse as to what happens back home? Like, do you, would yeah. you know what's going on here? Um, yeah, I do. I mean, I made a real effort to vote. Yep. That's what you, yeah. I mean, to be honest, like, I... Because I'm, I was actually crushed. I was like there when when uh, the American election happened, and I like went oh. to a bar to like watch the results roll in, and I was absolutely crushed. Like, yeah, it was dark. I it was so dark, and I was like, because my thought, I mean, it's a very selfish thought, but it was like, if this woman who is so qualified, like, to do this, she's the most qualified person to do it, and still a man can win. I just, yeah. I was like, what does this mean for all women? Yeah. It just sucks. Yeah. And I was actually depressed. It was so depressing. Mm. Did but, you shed a tear? Oh, yeah. Zero. Uh, I, I went home and cried. That's what happened. But, like, my friend who, like, lived through the Bush era was like, just don't be a fatalist. Like, it's, it's, it's you know, we've, we've, it's not going to be. This is as, so next level, though, isn't it? It is, but I yeah. But where I was going with that is that I don't have a say in American politics. I I'm simply not. I don't. I'm not allowed to. Yeah. So like for that reason, I pay more attention to New Zealand politics and I comment on it because I can have a say in it. 
Do you go to stuff.co.nz? No. <laughs> I get a lot of, to be honest, I get a lot of information about politics and people's opinions from Twitter because that's where the most diverse opinions exist, I feel. Absolutely. And everyone's making a comment there and sharing the most relevant links to what they feel yeah. is happening. And by diverse, I mean like people that are kind of still in my bubble, to be honest, but yeah. really, <clears throat> I mean like just people of color and like, you know, trans people and just yeah. LGBT. That's where I get, that's, that's, I feel like is such an amazing tool to actually hear other people's yeah. real voices on. Yeah, for sure. with the generation underneath me already yeah mm. I mean I just think there's a lot of good stuff to come isn't there I just think they've got like a confidence that skipped my, my generation was just embroiled in self-doubt all the time but their generation is just this beautiful like I don't know they, 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 they're facing the sun kind of thing it's a brave new world well I just like I like I like that whole thing of like you can validate your own existence you don't have to have other people do it for you yeah which you probably right. is not true but no but you, you can, it's, it could be a facade a like mirage. I love it when I see young like like teenage girls like saying like I look good it's not how I grew up like I didn't get told like I got told wrong 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 yeah and for a young woman to be like no, I look great. I'm like, that makes me feel so good. Yeah, that's great. That is good. That's but as time goes on, yeah, you accept the fact of who you are and you, you feel happy in your own skin. I don't think everyone does, though. You don't? No. I think that's, that's something you have that to really work age, on it. Though. I think if you're lucky, you do. I think that's, yeah. Mm. There and are you definitely people I know that are not that way. And I feel like... Mm. There's one thing I could help with. It's just you believe in yourself. And also like a massive rundown on Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I don't encourage anyone to actually watch it. Oh, I have to I've watch done it. enough watching for the, for the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Chelsea, do you have any um, last statements? Oh, man. You I wish I had gotten a list with these questions on them. So you've answered them, you've answered them magnificently. Mm, yeah. Don't you think, Mum? Very, very well. Have you <laughs> have you got have you got any final questions? No, no, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it, really enjoyed it. All right. Do you think we'll ever hang out again? What's that, sorry? <laughs> she said, "Do you think we'll ever hang out again?" Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> um, It'll be podcast number two. Yeah. from LA for this podcast via to Papa mm. um, really looking forward to seeing your show on Saturday but by the time this podcast is finished it's it comes out long over. probably gone yeah um, yeah well can we when will it come out uh, I <laughs> think next week okay or oh, do you have any yeah I'm requirements? playing at the uh, I'm playing at the Natural History Museum in Los Angeles what? on the 6th of April Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah, I just need to find one more museum to play at to make it like a seem intentional. <laughs> wow, we. <clears throat> yeah. 
Have you got any other kind of um, overseas playing plans? No, so? that's, that's a, one thing always leads to another thing, though. Yeah. I found. Well, thanks for the chocolate. Mm, um, thanks for talking to us and... Thanks for having me. Oh, real pleasure. This is going to be, this is going to cut together to, for a really nice hour worth of <laughs> content. Um, and Great, Chelsea. Are you sure you're not incredibly bored? Are you like reduced oh, to wanting to have I've take really a nap? I've really enjoyed it. Really have. Okay. Yeah, mum loves it. She gives, you get a real kick out of it, don't you? Just talking with people. Oh, just uh, hearing about people's lives, what they're doing. Yep. How it's going for them. Mm. We've just got to get the big sponsorship to take this podcast to take it, you know, global. All the way. Yeah, big time. Take Will she remember well. us when she makes it big time? Don't I already know. made it big time. <laughs> <laughs>